You're listening to Mixed, Tapes, Feelings, and Drinks. Holland and Nick talk with their close friends about songs that are dear to them. We dig into these songs to help add more meaning and overall enjoyment to their listening experience. All, of course, while enjoying some sublime mixed drinks. Made by Holland. Today we have Corey Thurston. Thor's Stone. Thor's Stone. <laughs> Hello. Thank you. Hello. Thank you, Nick, and thank you, Holly, for uh, inviting me over. No problem. We're excited to have you. And uh, Holland made us some Manhattans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's delicious. Corey's favorite drink? Oh, Corey's favorite drink. Yum. When was the first time you had one? When I first got here to Seattle. Um, I moved here around 2014, and a friend of mine introduced me to uh, Manhattan's. That's when I met you. Wow. So that was a good year. <laughs> I just remember that. Yeah. Yeah, that was 2014. Yeah. Did you move in straight in with Augie when you moved here? I lived in a apartment when mm-hmm. I first moved here. It was a very, very small, uh, confined space. I lived there for about seven months. Little studio? Little studio. Okay. Um, and they're very small. You really get uh, claustrophobic. And August was living with another roommate at the time, and the roommate was leaving. Oh, okay. And there was four months left on the lease, and so he's like, "Hey, you wanna you wanna join?" I was like, "Ah, oh, sure." So I left my apartment and finished out the lease with August to call you. Got it. I just remembered I met you in 2015. Ah, <laughs> uh, close enough. Because you were enough. living with him at the time. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, what do you like about Manhattan's? It's spirit-based. I do like the liquor. You know, I didn't get into cocktails until I moved to, uh, to Seattle, Washington. But uh, something that just occurred to me tonight, um, the Black Manhattan has actually a little bit of significance. Mm. Um, African-American, so, you know, <laughs> black. Um, but also Manhattan. <laughs> I I lived in New York City, so oh, being close that. to, you know, living in Brooklyn, one of the boroughs, not Manhattan, but um, so some association there. Okay, I prefer right. Brooklyn over Manhattan anyway. <laughs> yeah, me me as well. Uh, how long did you live there for? For a couple of years. Yeah, a couple of years. Yeah. Was it bef- Yeah, it was before Seattle. Be- before Seattle. In I your twenties. Early. 20, so 20, 22 and a half. Yeah. That was like a dream. It was a dream. It was awesome. It was all a dream. <laughs> Biggie. <laughs> uh, Holland, what is in a Manhattan? It is rye whiskey and vermouth and bitters and maraschino cherries. Yum. So good. So we have been asking our guests to tell us their three favorite songs. So what have you, give us your first song. What would you like to start us off with? Yes, that's an interesting question. So um, very complex question. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's, a big question. It's a big question. It's like hard to decide. One of life's big big questions. Um, (laughs) It's so tough to bottle up three songs. So I did my very best. Okay. All right. Meditation. And you can sprinkle some other songs in there. We want to focus on three songs, but that does not mean... You can't mention a few others. Absolutely. So I think all of my songs, they're going to be the centerpiece, but it's going to be sprinkled with other songs that are attached. Perfect. I love it. 
So the first song, I think I will start with um, the band Soundgarden. Okay. okay. Black Hole Sun. Okay. This, this okay. is a good song. And this is yeah. a surprise to us. We didn't listen to these songs beforehand, <laughs> which is very That's exciting. A good one. And what is it about the song that you like? Is it the lyrics, the feeling of the song, or memories attached to the song? Yeah. Well, this song takes on a greater meaning now that I actually live in Seattle, Washington, (laughs) which in a million years I never thought I would be living here. But this song takes me back to a time when I was with my brother, and um, he's with the family, like physically and spiritually, you know, so... It takes me back to a time when it makes me think of him. And my brother, who is the eldest, because it's three of us, it's my older brother, my sister, who's the middle child, and I'm the youngest. Um, He introduced me to this band indirectly. Um, He loved it, and I did too, and he appreciated grunge, and that was interesting for young African-American to select this genre of music. So, yeah. As we were listening to it, I... I realize I do know this song. Yeah. It's cool. It's, and I want to say this song, it represents my love for grunge, alternative music, and rock in general. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you fit the Seattle perfectly. I, I mean, <laughs> you know, by happenstance, I do. Yeah. Um, so I listened to alternative on high school. I um, I played it. I really became absorbed in it. Uh, classgate, class classmate gave me the CD. I wore it out. I listened to it like on a regular basis. I loved all the bands Chris played in, especially Noteworthy Audio Slave uh-huh. is among one of my favorites because Chris Cornell, he's, you know, coming together with Rage Against the Machine minus the lead singer. It was awesome. I own that album, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> when you say own the album, do you mean CD or? I own the Record. CD. Okay. Yeah, I think I, I I haven't had a record player yet. Okay. I don't have a record player. That kind of surprises me. You seem like the type of person that would have a record player. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'm in the process of getting one. Do you still um, buy CDs? I don't. You know, there's time. no need. There's really yeah. no need. <laughs> you can yeah. download everything. Yeah. YouTube, everything. Spotify, iTunes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Apple Music or whatever. But I guess... The last thing is, this song represents MTV to me. Oh, Ooh. yes. Definitely. Music, television. Yeah. Because um, it, it's it's my most watched video and my favorite video. And when I think of MTV mentally, I always reference this, like this video. I can see yes. the image. I can see the video from the start to finish. Yeah. The music video for The this? music video. Okay. From start to finish. Yeah. Back when MTV was was music videos and not like these real reality shows or prank shows that they had like yeah. these past two decades. Yeah. I mean, even before Carson Daly, TRL, even yes. before all of that, Shway. Yeah. Like, Shway. It was, yeah, Shway. <laughs> the Den. The Den. Oh my gosh, Shway. Shway. But, you know, this is, it's, this song is going to be forever etched into my brain. And this band is the reason I I love Rage. It's the reason I love Radiohead and all the other legendary alternative bands out there, like Marcy's Playground. This band started it all for me. It was your gateway. This was my gateway. gateway drug? This was my gateway drug. (laughs) (laughs) I've been high ever since. Alternative grunge. Alternative (laughs) grunge. 
And how old were you when your brother first introduced this to you? I was, I was very young. I think, um, so my brother left the house when he was 19 and I was like 11. So, you know, eight, nine, okay. you know, 11. Did you, right. did you pay attention to the lyrics at all when you were younger or? You know what? Not really. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a lyric guy until later on in life. And same. When I looked at the lyrics, I always go to genius. Look at look at the lyrics, mm-hmm. and this song is appropriate for living in Seattle. And now I understand, yeah, exactly what the song is about. And I've also been through, um, I think my third year, some ups and downs of yeah. Seattle, mm-hmm. dealing with. Uh, the lack of sun <laughs> so, so I can totally relate to you know Chris Cornell and, and the band and this song I like yeah. that you know the the artist yeah that's yeah shows me that you actually appreciate the band oh man <laughs> he, he's been all over Temple of the Dog uh, you know Audio Slave like I said Soundgarden he's I didn't realize he had all these bands he's amazing yeah and sometimes I still feel he's He's still living, even though he just like recently. Died. Oh, mm. I didn't know. Yeah, didn't so. know. Hmm. Wouldn't have known that unless you. Yeah. So when your brother introduced you to this band, was that your introduction to exploring music as well? Absolutely. Did was he the one that kind of got you interested in everything? Right. Before that, I, I guess you know, I had an open road, so to speak, but. I think being an older brother and wanting to be like your older brother, mm-hmm. wanting to do what he does, I think he shaped the the path. And he was just always different. And Soundgarden was a different sound. And I genuinely like it. Like the Just listening to it a few moments ago, it takes me back to when I was a kid. I... That song never gets old to me. I sing it sometimes in the shower, you know, I'm like, <laughs> you know, nobody can sing like Chris Grinnell, but it's, it's just a, a great feel good song. And it's just attached to so many other um, videos that follow it, like Blind Melon, you know, with the little girl in the bumblebee suit. And just, it takes me back to everything, you know, hmm. yo, MTV raps. Um, the 90s era as a whole mm-hmm. and I just get nostalgic sometimes mm. because yeah. MTV when they actually play videos yeah this song I mean it, it represents all of that yeah it's a good time so. have you pretty consistently listened to it throughout the years I have it's a song that's kind of followed me and Chris Cannell has you know he had done great things before he died he had been in featured in one of the bond films and and he's just got a recognizable voice he can you can always spot his particular voice it's a very unique voice and that and that's what i like about his mm, musicianship he's just classic he's got one of the greatest voices in you know in the history did you ever have a band were you ever in a band? Mm. Good question. I was. I was in. Um, what were you called? A few bands. Um, hmm. So this dates back to when I was in my teenage years in Charlottesville, Virginia. Um, 
bands. Um, you know, this is where my memory loss takes place. <laughs> I don't remember our band, but I can remember I can remember the pieces of the band and what we were doing. Um, we were playing at small shows. What instruments um, did you play? Um, in Seattle? No, this was actually in Charlottesville, Virginia. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you I, played in... I played in the in band. public places. Played in a, a, a particular place, um, a specific place called Shabin. It was a is a South African restaurant. Very and cool. Yeah. So Shabin. Um, Reggae. No, our band was. It was kind of like wow. I'll just tell you what you know what the vibe was. I played guitar. Um. I played saxophone. What? Wow. And um, I sung a little bit, you know, background vocals. So it was, but it was one of my friends. Her name is uh, Alexis. She, she was a singer, um, more of a lead. I had my friend Lester. He was more of a lead. Jarrell, my friend Jarrell Jacobs. He okay. was in the bass player. And um, yeah. And Alexis was also the keyboardist. And, you know, yeah, I was like the guitarist. And we just, we played it was kind of like um you know like i don't know what kind of genre you would put us in but kind of like rock um easy 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 listening music yeah yeah do you have any of those any of those songs anymore i do um should have had you bring them i know Rosie was one of them. Actually, it was like a spinoff because I actually wrote the song myself. What? It was actually... You've written lyrics. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was one night and we had it at the Shabin. I showcased it. It was for a friend of mine who... It was a graduation present. It was actually a girl I had a crush on. Um, okay. Yeah. So I wrote the lyrics. I wrote the song and I played it on guitar and... Did she, did, she did she know? She did because you know her name was her, it was <laughs> it was a take off her middle name. Her middle name was oh, Rose, okay. and then I called the song Rosie. So mm. I was like, I'd like to dedicate the song. <laughs> yeah, it was pathetic. Yeah, no, I was I was a teenager. <laughs> what do you expect? No, that's not pathetic. That's a lot of effort. Yeah, yeah. So eighteen and nineteen. Most people would respect that. Thank you. Uh, do you remember any of the lyrics? Yeah, I do. Can you um, sing us a snippet? Can you a sip, a snippet? Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> it's going back. <laughs> if I had a guitar, <laughs> Jessica's guitar, I could play it to you live here. You had the guitar. I might have to just. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah we can we'll do that. Oh, we can definitely we'll do that. Play it live. You, you guys don't mind a live one? No. I would love a live performance. Okay, let's do it live. Okay. We are back, and Corey is going to share with us his song, which is, what's your song called? This song is called uh, Rosie. Rosie, and uh, you wrote it when you were... Basically a teenager, um, I think 18 or 19 years old. Wow, okay, (laughs) sweet. So uh, this is Corey Thurston, the song Rosie. Rosie 
first time that I saw you I knew that you would be soon The friend that I knew that you could be For a lifetime or for eternity, yeah It's amazing how we got together anyway Life's so hard to say I just can't understand There's things I forgot the worst It's been a while. Oh. <laughs> my goodness. Oh my goodness. Encore. It's been a while. <laughs> Corey, your voice. Corey, your voice is what butter. In the world? What is oh, happening? I stand in front of you at meeting. Oh. Uh, you just now broke that out. <laughs> so kind. It's okay. Oh, you for like a year. But I missed the That's lyrics. Crazy. I missed the lyrics. Um, it's I been a while. It's been a while. That for a while, that was great. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, so good. I'm, I got chills. I almost started crying. Oh. <laughs> I have to Thinking, dig up the lyrics somewhere. Now it's the next step. Where's this Rosie? How is she not like? Yeah, Rosie. I'm, how she's could still back you... in Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> how could you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't. I'm speechless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was so good. Wow. Yeah. Young love, puppy love. <laughs> <laughs> For real, though. Yeah. For real. Mm-hmm. It was fun. That song took me, um, when I started composing that song, it took me about 35 to 40 minutes. I wrote it down, and um, maybe I'll share the lyrics with you one day. It's it's pretty, yeah. 
it just basically showcased the, our friendship and how we kind of liked each other at the time. And I just wanted to put it on the paper. And it was nice. It was like a graduation present for her. So he had some memories. She liked some it? Moments. Yeah, she really liked it. I think she, and she knew it was for her and it was her friends who were around. And um, yeah, a lot of my friends, we had, oh we had a city, we had a CD made. Yeah. And so it was a really hot thing at the time. You know, a lot of my friends had it. <laughs> I have so the CD cool. back home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Court, you should re-release the CD <laughs> after this. Okay. I'm sure a bunch of people would want it. Yeah. Yeah. Special anniversary. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Do you have any other songs that you? Uh, so like yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've written a couple of songs in the past. I've had a, a new song out um, um, that I recently written. Um, How new? I, I, I like we talk. I like writing, um, but I just haven't done a lot of it. Mm. But I have to when I write. I have to go through some things. I, it has to be a big moment. I'm not on a off the cuff kind of writer yeah something tragic has to happen or mm. something yeah. momentous has to happen for yeah. me to write yeah how many songs were on that album that was a that was an ep that was a solo album okay. that was it's a standalone and over the years i've written songs and it's funny most of them have been about girls it has been kind of no branch off you know i feel like i kind of been one direction in a sense mm. but most of the songs that you think about in life they're all about like like love loss love gain mm-hmm. or you know yeah. about yeah. those things so yeah i think yeah. so relationships like are everything relationships are everything yeah it's like those friendships the... romantic relationships like that's absolutely yeah, and those are like the best songs too. Those are the ones you relate to the most. Mm-hmm. True. Oh man, Corey, I don't, we can't follow that. I know. I don't <laughs> even know where to go from here. That was, that was pretty cool. We honestly should have ended with cool. that. Um, how recently did that la- your last song come out? You said you recently wrote um, a song. It was a song. It's funny. It was a song that I've been writing, and I thought about adding more to it, but then after you kind of take a song and replay it review the lyrics you realize that it's good on its own merit mm. and so I just left it and I decided to kind of just keep it the way it is because I think sometimes you get into this mentality of a song has to be a certain length a song has to say you know it has to be a certain amount of stanzas but then mm-hmm. I realized like this song is good even if it's like three and a half minutes or four minutes, it's good. Yeah. Hmm. So I kept it. Um, and you strike me as a little bit of a perfectionist. Am I right? Slightly. Okay. Slightly <laughs> on certain things. Um, artists, so I, I feel OCD like. on certain things. On a, yeah. I feel like a lot of artists in general just have this level of like they want it to be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't want to settle. Just like, you know, the song I was like, Rosie, it's like, oh man, I forget the lyrics. And I've written and played that song thousands of times and that shows you how time moves on you and you realize like oh, okay there's other important memories or moments that have transpired past that point and you filled your mind with other memories and other important data so it's understandable like you're gonna forget some of these things and mm. stuff but has yeah. the song morphed through the years at all the song has 
so much weight. And you know, when I, as a songwriter, I realized that when you're writing songs, this is the only song that I felt like, oh, this is great. This thing is awesome, and it's like I love playing it, and I love how it came together. But most of the time, I write and I'm like, "Oh, this is garbage." I'm gonna <laughs> ball it up and throw it away. <laughs> but then you come back, and you're like, "Wow, this this is pretty good. This is not bad." And I think that's what writing's all about. Yeah, Just, mm-hmm. I feel like when you write something and you perform it, maybe record it, it's indicative to that moment that you mm. did it. So yeah. like maybe years later you or at the time you're just like this is garbage, but years later you'd be like that's how I felt at that time, mm-hmm. and I still have the emotions, and or I yeah. can like revisit those emotions of when I yeah. And that. each emotion is valid. How you're feeling in specific times throughout your life, that's all valid, right? Mm-hmm. So even if it's not the sound that you're going for, someone is going to relate to that. Someone is going to pick that up and be like, that's exactly how I'm feeling right now. Yeah. I know, and that's how it connects you to other people. It's the irony of that is. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable that people can... Because we're human, we all feel the same at times, but sometimes it doesn't feel like that. that's the case. But some of the things, some of the songs... I haven't had a reason to feel that good about a song because back in the day I was 17 or 18, there was people to impress. There was people <laughs> that we, we all convened together in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. There was... It, you had a lot of life to live so you're like oh mm-hmm. man this is a big but it, once you get older you realize like sometimes no one cares <laughs> no one cares <laughs> and that's okay <laughs> and that's okay so true you have to embrace being old and you like realize like sometimes I'm like I'm not even gonna sing in front of anybody <laughs> like, yeah. do you find yourself measuring how much you like a song by people's response to it or mm. will you Stick with a song if it's your favorite. If you really, if you appreciate it, are you gonna let other people's opinions affect Indicate. your view? Good question. Back in the day, it was more about what people thought about how they felt about my music and trying to appeal to what people's taste was. But now I'm just like, nah. I just want to kind of do my own thing, and if you like it, that's great. But this song has import to me. It has feeling to me, you know, and so take it or leave it. And now, why do you write? Is mm-hmm. it a is it a way for you to process things that you're feeling, or is it just playing a hobby? Wait, yeah, what's your purpose? I consult the pad sometimes to kind of as a release to kind of get away from kind of reality and express other like I have my confidence and I have people that I go to and I'm like hey this is what's wrong with me this is what's wrong with life this things are not um working but the pad and pen is a nice way to express my thoughts and to be able to let others know like this is what's going on with me this is what's happening but it's a great way to kind of channel some of my emotions into an artistic side of things yeah I like that do would you say that your music would be I mean your lyrics is it a lot of longing or kind of like missing or I don't know what is like the main tone of what you write 
my main tone is expressing how I feel about a person, so it's just kind of like more descriptive. Um, more like, hey, this is how I view. You. Like the latest song, it was about um someone, and basically, I described how I felt about this person and why this person was, you know, nice and awesome and great and and. But it was, but I don't like to just give it out there and let and make it obvious. I want to kind of yeah. use some um, symbolism. Symbolism um, in normal general general conversation. I'm not cryptic. I'm not um, not no. You know, you're normal. Anything. I'm normal. <laughs> uh, but in the songs, I want to leave this thing. I'm going to make it as cryptic as possible. Yeah. Possible. I want to make this thing as you know the thought buried in i want to use innuendo i want to use I is that to, for you or for other people um that's that's for me like a mm. safety net i gotcha. I've kind of like guarded at times i don't want to kind of let everybody know okay how i'm feeling and emotionally mm. and stuff like that and that's just been a long thing so i'm very vocal i'm very outgoing but then at the same time i'm very private as well so it's mm-hmm. gonna keep a lot of things to the chest <laughs> I'm curious. I know we're talking a lot about your <laughs> your music, but I have one more question. Sure. Uh, so, I'm ass- assuming that you're. Oh, well, I'm not going to assume anything. Um, well, do you relate to everything that you've written in the past, even like a decade ago? Like, you, like, do you feel like those same emotions today, in that sense, or something that you've written like? I don't really feel that way or yes, I still feel this way. Hmm. Well, I feel that those emotions were real. They were very valid back then. And at the time that I wrote them, I genuinely felt the way I felt about those things. Like Mm -hmm. I was really like in, you know, I guess wrapped up in emotion, wrapped up in love. But, um, now that I'm older, I realize like life is different and maybe that wasn't, I kind of think it was misguided. Maybe mm. like, oh man, what a, what a young punk I was, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. immature person Yeah, and really didn't know anything about life. Yeah. I just want to clarify. I was not laughing at you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Nick dropped a cherry and I thought it hit the white <laughs> curtain and I was oh you kind of got a little, it I got a little scared a little annoyed. it didn't yeah. okay. no I wasn't annoyed I was just laughing because yeah. one time I spilled red wine all over that white curtain oh. it's easy to do it's very it's white fine. It, it, it wasn't me actually it was one of my friends and <laughs> it's very nice anyways I just want I wasn't laughing at your feelings Corey the reason why <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. The reason why I asked that question is because I had a stint of writing music and performing it and just recording it. And I, the, what the lyrics that I wrote then, I cannot relate to now. Mm. A lot of it had to do with just like being single. Uh, okay. And I'm not single anymore. So, and a lot of it was too dealt with just like being confused and just. Oh, I said single. <laughs> Allie. Uh, yes. 
a single on and off relationship yeah at the time so i don't relate to my lyrics at the time i don't relate to the lyrics that i wrote now but at the yeah. time you know i when i do listen to those songs i do reminisce not in a, I don't know if it's even a positive way. I do like the songs that I make, but it was not. It's definitely not something I can relate to now. So I was just curious if you relate to your lyrics in that sense. Yeah, I I'm in a different situation. So mm-hmm. still currently single. Um, the lyrics. Ladies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the lyrics, I think, still, um, <laughs> they're the same in a sense that like. You're definitely writing about like a love interest and things of right. that nature. However, it's funny. Like I'll I'll just kind of veer off. Like when I write like lectures, public talks or re- lectures, looking at ones that are written like ten years ago. Yeah. Oh, it's it's so it's painful to huh. look at the really the, like to look at the why um because. The maturity, like I've oh. grown up so much, and I and I look back and I'm like, why, why did I say this? You know, it's like, wow, this is, oh. huh, it's so elementary mm. to the way I think now, and just like, what in the world was I thinking? And then I was like, oh, that's right, I was, I was 21 years old. You know, okay, yeah, this makes yeah. sense. You know, so time has moved on. That oh. is so interesting. Yeah. But not with songwriting. Songwriting, it just seems like, yeah, it's a little different. That's so interesting. I've looked back on a couple of essays that I wrote in school, (laughs) and I do the same thing. I nitpick. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, Right? That is not a valid argument at all. (laughs) Like, if I were my teacher, I would not have graded that i'm i'm the complete well, opposite i look back at my past work and i'm like man i was a lot smarter back then. <laughs> <laughs> that happens to me too you know but not with like you know like the lectures and the talks i'm like hmm <laughs> this is immaturity <laughs> it's funny though like with um lyrics or poems or things like that like i i don't think that about my past writing so i wonder Ooh. if there's like there's a difference. The, the way that we grow emotionally versus the way that we grow logically. Hmm. Um, the speed of it is like a lot we different. grow emotionally slower, I yeah. assume, yeah. Yeah, mm. that's kind of what I'm thinking because we can relate a lot to the lyrics that we write mm-hmm. or poems and emotions are the maybe same. not as much to the lectures or to the essays. That is a valid. That's my theory. So is this, uh, does this mean you're going to share a poem now, Lind? Mm. No. Negatory. Oh. <laughs> Disappointing. I'm going to start a poem podcast and then you're going to have to share one of your Okay. <laughs> when you do that, let me know. <laughs> I was looking forward to some Robert Frost Next action. week, probably. Man. <laughs> uh, you know Robert you wrote... Frost? Yeah. Oh, classic. That was mm. like one... Yeah. Love Robert Frost. Mm-hmm. What about Emily Dickinson? Two, oh. two paths diverged in a yellow wood. Something okay. like that. Uh take the path less traveled by yes, yes. oh that okay. yeah yeah, yeah. See, now we're getting into some some deep things yeah i'm impressed that i know that i'm impressed by Me myself too. <laughs> i'm impressed as well <laughs> Slow. Golf, it's like golf high school for Nick. knowledge uh holland i didn't know you wrote poems Me yeah either. just on and off i thought you were gonna say yeah i didn't know either <laughs> this is this is news yeah that's so cool news do you writing. write now yeah 
What? It's when I'm feeling um, overwhelmed by my emotions. And it's kind of the overflow. Okay. You know, it's where I collect all the extra feelings. Nice. I am so intrigued by this. I really yeah. want you to read a poem now. You know, if I have a little bit more heads up, I can pick <laughs> one that I feel I can share okay. with the world. You know, oh. I, I don't think I've shared, well, I mean, like for school and stuff, you had to write poems, yeah. but like more recent poetry, I don't think I've shared with anybody. Nice. Yeah. It's just kind of my Are own little willing? thing. I am willing. I just need yeah. to pick through and see what I, what I would like to share. I'm so excited. Should we move on? Yeah, okay. let's hear the second song. Second song. <laughs> that was a good sidetrack, though. Thank okay. you for sharing, Corey. Thanks for Thank being you, willing to just amazing. whip out a song like that. That was yes. so cool. I, so vulnerable. But, but, uh, yeah, so vulnerable. But, you know, Brene I just Brown over I regret, here. <laughs> I regret not having the second stanza unlock. That's okay. I honestly, to be honest, I thought it was a part of the lyrics, and then, but then these guys started laughing, and I was like, "Oh, yeah. that wasn't." A part of the yeah, <laughs> well, that was mm. great. I I failed you. That he forgot the words. Mm -hmm. It happens. I wonder how many times it happens with professionals. Okay. Yes. Second song. Yes. Let's go. This is. I'm gonna surprise you guys. So we had a, some firsts, ever's. On this uh, podcast, I yeah. have a I have an album because I could not pinpoint one particular song, so oh. I'm throwing an album out there because every song was a catch for me. Um, this is Lauren Hill, the Miseducation <gasps> of Lauren Hill. Okay, every song, you know, so, so most albums you have like fillers, mm -hmm. and like here's a song there, like. There's a two or for, like there's two or three marquee songs and then like the rest is space or fillers. Mm -hmm. The Miseducation of Lauren Hill, every oh. song. So good for me. All right. Okay, same question. When did you first listen to this album? I don't recall the first time, but I remember uh going on a trip to I don't know where. Um, I don't even know. It was like a trip. Was it a to road like trip? The, it was a road trip. I think it was to D.C., the Smithsonian, because that's common in Virginia. When you live in Virginia, you always take these field trips to um, D.C. D.C. is in Virginia. D.C. Keep it, forgetting that. It's it's so Washington gets confused with Washington D.C. Mm -hmm. The state Washington mm -hmm. gets confused with right. the District of Columbia. Right. Which they should say District of Columbia because it would kind of separate the confusion. Yeah, for sure. So we often go that. Yeah, th so this is X Factor, right? Before we pause, because X Factor is probably one of my favorite songs on this album. This one's uh, Lost Ones. Oh, it's the Lost Ones? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm ahead of myself here. <laughs> Lost Ones. So, as I mentioned for it, like DC is a common trip that we take as kids mm -hmm. so if you live in the virginia area or maybe the maryland area or the dc area you're going to take trips to the smith smithsonian Sony, you got the holocaust the holocaust yeah. you know so they call that area the d and b so it's hmm. the district of columbia for d maryland is you know the m 
and then V for Virginia. So oh. the DMV. Oh, I know the that. DMV. Insider Not the Department knowledge. of Motor Vehicles. Also known as the Department <laughs> of Mo- Motor Vehicles, aka Holland. How did you know that? <laughs> the DMV. Yes. I thought that was common that's knowledge. Everyone knows that. That's okay. That's yeah. common knowledge. Yeah. Right. So, Lauren Hill is actually. I I selected this album. All of the songs on this album because it's just. It represents my love for R&B, hip-hop, mm. and all of those things, culturally speaking. And the reason I like Lauren Hill is because she's so versatile. And I feel like, I'm, as a person, I'm versatile. I can be over here with a blend of people, and over here, and in high school with so many different people, but mm-hmm. staying true to myself. And she... Yeah. She raps as well, like just as well as she sings. Oh, so, okay. She's a big ball of talent. I'm not familiar with Lauren Hill. I'm familiar with the name, not the music. Mm. I didn't know she was a rapper. I thought we were about to get into some like. Uh, shoot, I forget her name. Not rapping, essentially. She she's not known for her like rapping on the album she's known for her singing abilities mm. and she originally came out with the fujis so oh. you may know the fujis yeah. with prize and wyclef and her being the centerpiece or mm-hmm. one of the centerpiece her and you know wyclef but the fujis is what introduced her to the world and then from there she kind of did her own album Okay. So Fuji's. What is like uh, her main, like the top, her famous song? Her famous song, um, anything from this album is buzzworthy for her. I think X Factor is one of my favorite songs, which okay. you'll find. And I can tell you a little bit about some of the songs. Like if you skip through, I can tell you uh, who she's singing with and why, what the meaning behind it is. Yeah, X Factor is really lovely. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not the letter X. It's E X. This is a feel good song. Mm. If you could pick out one line that speaks to you the most in the song, what would it be? <sighs> You know, it. I would say. Hmm. You can take your time too. Okay, let me take my time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Read through the lyrics. See what see what you like most. One big yeah. thing 
about this podcast is okay. Holland and I try to open our tastes, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 100% Lauren Hill, I've never really listened to. Interesting. I will definitely put her in some playlists. <laughs> I am vibing right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's different. You Maybe know. it's the White Claw. <laughs> <laughs> that's behind the curtain (laughs) so oh no we're classy we're drinking manhattan Manhattan, not white claws what are you talking about you know (laughs) you know i think about the first opening statement um you asked me if i could pick out a a couple of sentences (gasps) um what drake (laughs) i didn't realize um Drake this is sampled. what's in a Drake song. Yeah. That yeah, little, how can I explain myself? That's in the Nice For What. Yeah. Well, yeah. Nice For What. So a lot of, like a lot of the new age um, persons, so to speak, will know some of Lauren Hill's songs from like Drake or some of the other artists. But, you know, some of us old timers will know some of these things when they first came out and just like the opening statement um it's it's open for interpretation it could all be so simple but you'd rather make it hard like life i feel that that's a big statement about life it with anything it can be simple or you can you can have it the hard way and things seem simple initially but if you think about it more in depth it it's not really as simple as it should be. It's hard. And that's what I think about life. Life is not as simple as people think it is. It's very complex. And that's something that you learn later on in life. Like, the more you grow, the more you live, it's it's not as easy. Yeah. Hmm. I really like that. Yeah. This is so funny. This sounds so ridiculous, but I'm going to share it anyways. Yeah? Talk. I remember being a child... Really? Young, young, young. <laughs> like, like yesterday? Maybe like four. Okay. So young. So young. Okay. Yes, I, I am so young. <laughs> and wondering, I remember like my mom explaining to something to me like, <clears throat> like Jehovah gives us rules and we have to follow them. And, you know, and I remember thinking, this is so easy. Like, he just gives us rules, and like all we have to do is obey. All of them? Oh my goodness! Like, oh, man. this is gonna be a breeze. That's crazy. Wait. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, it's not like it's yeah. one thing. Thinking about it, like putting it into action, is so much harder. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Doing the right thing is so hard. Agreed. If you think about it, like, oh, all I have to do is just do what Jehovah tells me to do. Well, what an easy concept yeah. to wrap your mind around. Even as a child, all you have to do is listen to Jehovah. But how old were you when you thought that? I could not that? give you okay. an age, okay. but I like this was a long time ago. I remember yeah. being a kid, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like little. Yeah. Probably four. Probably four or five. Being like. I mean, and old enough to have like remember your internal thinking. Old enough to remember that internal thought process, and old enough to see people living their lives and not obeying Jehovah. Mm, yeah. I'm like, why can't they just choose to do the right thing? Yeah. 
True. And not understanding the concept of like emotion and desire and <sighs> imperfection. Imperfection. Mm, yeah. Like if it's a simple yes or no choice, why can't everyone just follow this? I think one of the things like when I first like we go back to MTV because I'm an old head. And one so day. in the nineties, um, mm. MTV showcased a lot of talent. Like we talked about the grunge area. Yeah. Uh, area. Grunge um, era. We had <laughs> Teen Spirit, Nirvana. Oh, yeah. They were on, you know, we've seen the famous episode of Nirvana on the Unplugged series. But also Lauren Hill was also on the Unplugged series, too. That's probably one of the first times at, I saw her. And she's just amazing. She's a big ball of talent. She had the, um, you know, classic guitar and basically playing and singing at the same time. Yeah. Hmm. And so this, this song, Zion... It's very. It has a lot of deep meaning, but basically, um, everybody. She was about to have a baby, and everyone wanted her to have the abortion. So this song is about her basically saying that I'm going to not have an abortion. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna have this baby because they were saying, like Lauren, watch out for your career. Yeah, gonna be doing great things. You're, you got this music business. You, you, you shouldn't have this baby. This is bad timing. She was Ooh. like, I'm gonna have this baby anyway, and then she named it Zion. So <gasps> it has a lot of like like spiritual meaning and yeah. like, a lot of depth to it. Hmm. The song is called To Zion. Oh, my God. 
Mm. I really like that one. Yeah. If you go to Genius Lyrics, uh, it has a little bit more insight. Um, yeah, it was. <laughs> it's a gnarly kind of a situation where Lauren is um, actually having a baby with uh, Rohan Marley, which is the son of Bob Marley, and and I think he was like like married at the time. Oh, oh, yeah. There's a lot of controversy to that. Okay. Yikes! So that's probably one of the more um, reasons why people are like, hey, you know, are you going to have this baby? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So it was a lot of, you know. I was curious because you were saying a lot of people were saying that she shouldn't. I was like, that's a yeah. weird thing for everyone to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because like in the lyrics, she says, whoa, this crazy circumstance. And that was the circumstance. I was like, well, so she was with, you know, um, she was with Rohan Marley, hmm. son of Bob Marley. And so it was, it was just kind of sticky situation. But I like the song. X Factor because, you know, I was thinking about the definition of X X Factor. It's like a noteworthy special talent or quality. And I don't know. I feel like, you know, Lauren Hill was such a big ball of talent. She was, she had a lot of great stuff to offer. And she blessed us with only one album and just like disappeared. Oh, oh. Oh. Yeah, this is this is the masterpiece. This is you, it. This is it. Like that. Oh. There's nothing after this. This is. It's just like someone hitting a home run, and you know, just or just making you know the, the rookie of the year in the NBA, and just like disappearing. It's like Neutral Milk Hotel. Oh. They only have one album. <laughs> and and I never heard of this in yet. the '90s. Oh, just oh. kidding. They didn't. Allie is telling me no. But <laughs> Just kidding. Never mind. I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> but we've all had artists. That's we've all had artists. Like, but, like, isn't it, it's just frustrating. Like, somebody's so talented and then all of a sudden, gone. Yeah. Hmm. We're just wondering, like, so I was telling somebody the other day, you think about the search of Bobby Fischer, the, the, the question should be, like, the search of Lauren Hill. Like, where what happened? <laughs> what was yeah. the breakdown? What yeah. is it? Yeah. We'll never know. Oh. I don't I thought know. You had a story to tell us. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's yes, it's unfortunate. It makes me think of the Beatles concerts. I've heard they were only thirty minutes long. What? And they always left people wanting more, and that that's is, what made them so desirable. That's cool. What? Yeah, I didn't they know did that. things different back then. Yeah, thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. You had a Beatles concert, thirty minutes long. Yeah. How many songs did they play, and how long? Because I mean, if you do. Yeah. Wow. I mean, their songs are pretty short, like two, three minutes long. Six they didn't. Minutes. Have, yeah. Let's see if they. But if they're talking a little bit, like minutes. introduction. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's something to that. Yeah. That's amazing. In a world where we have instant gratification. True. Yeah. Not getting, like, not getting overly stimulated by something that. That is that really holds, impressive. That holds some I value. Yes, but also if that word. Aggravation too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what I, I paid this much money. Yeah, I paid sixty dollars to see ta- to see Tame and Paula, and they're playing for thirty minutes. <laughs> What's yeah. happening? I drove all the way out here. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if people felt that way back in the day. Really? I bet not. I bet they were just no. You know, we see footage happy. of like all those girls like screaming, exactly you know? crying. Yeah, falling to their knees, falling out. Yeah, just fainting in general. I hope this doesn't offend you. But I get the same emotion listening to your songs that I get from listening to John Mayer's 
Continuum album. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there's a reason. Is there a is there any offense there? <laughs> no, no, there's no offense. Um, so I, I, John Mayer and I, there's a, there's a connection. I've listened to a lot of John Mayer yes. growing up. Okay, good. A lot, a lot. I know all of the albums. Um, no such thing. Continuum. Mm-hmm. Um, Continuum. Pers- Continuum was specifically, amazing. yeah. Oh, oh Continuum. My gosh. That's funny that you know that Continuum because when I purchased the car in 2007, um, mm-hmm. it was a Chevrolet Cobalt, <laughs> and I after buying the car, I went to the Fashion Square Mall. And this is all in Charlottesville, Virginia. I went to get the Continuum album, and that mm-hmm. was the first thing I put in the the car, and I listened to that thing religiously. <laughs> All yes. long gravity was yes. on that album. Yes. You know, uh, a lot of like the tribute to Jimi Hendrix. And yes, just, uh, his style is just so good. Oh his writing gosh. is so good. Yes, bold as so love. Good. Such a good bold as love. Yeah, that was the that was the Jimi Hendrix tribute. Yeah, yeah. I love music. I love music and um, his writing. I just wanted. It's so sticky. His writing mm-hmm. is so sticky. So good and just. Um, I just feel like with no, uh, even on the album, Your Body's a Wonderland, he just kind of just threw that out there to get all of the, the teeny boppers. But he's such a, he's such a musician. Mm-hmm. He's so talented. He knows yeah. musician, like he knows the music inside and out. He's more than just, he's a writer. He's a musician. He's, yeah. he's amazing. And I think because of that album with uh, Body's a Wonderland, people kind of wrote him off a little bit. They wrote him off. Yeah. They're just like, oh, he's just uh Until he came with daughters. Grammy, I'll take that, thank you. <laughs> Put this on my shelf. For sure. <laughs> so you have uh the ins- aspiration or inspiration from him. Inspiration from him, definitely. Okay, and cool. you know, it's it's a shame that I don't like cite him because mm-hmm. I think I was just kind of like torn because I think Maroon Five and John Mayer and Lincoln Park, all three had the one of the slots for me picking the song mm. because they all have shaped me. Lincoln Park, since I was 17, I've been with him all the way up to, um, unfortunately, Chester Bennington's yeah. death, which really rocked me yeah. personally. And uh, I was sad. You know, I just felt like once you've been with these people for so long, you feel like attached. You feel like, you know, their sense of your family, community. But uh, also Maroon 5 shaped me in my early 20s. And then John Mayer, I played all of his songs. I played all of his songs. I played, I know a lot of his lyrics. I know a lot about him mm-hmm. more than I should know. Um, but I just like research these people. I get like kind of obsessed like, oh. <laughs> you know? But he's an interesting guy to me. He's an interesting yeah. guy. Despite all of my friends like, what? You listen to John Mayer? Yeah. <laughs> he's got a stigma, but he's amazing. He's an amazing guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lincoln, is it, so what would your third song be then? Oh, wow. The third song. This was a, this was a tough one, but it's a no-brainer. Um, I feel like, for, I'll just put this disclaimer out here. Okay. I feel bad that it's, it's not um, Dave Matthews. Uh-huh. Because I wanted to put Dave Matthews up there, you know, Crash okay. or Crush, any of those songs. And just seeing Dave Matthews last year was the cherry on the top. But um, it's going to be Coldplay. Coldplay. Ooh. Coldplay. Okay. I'm very um, interested in which song you chose. Yellow. 
Ooh. Yes. Take it back to the Parachutes album. Can we yes. please? Will do. It's been a long time since people even heard that. Yeah, for mm. sure. Oh, wow. Man. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm getting emotional right now. I was just going to say, if I think about this long enough, I could probably cry. <laughs> song is just like pure angst for me <laughs> just laying in bed looking at the ceiling just <laughs> being sad for no reason essentially nothing significant that i can think about is that how you listen to all your music uh, laying in bed <laughs> i think i think like when i was 18 or 17 or whatever for sure for sure it was like i know like which lamp was on and my lights were off I'd just mm-hmm. listen to this kind of music and just be sad for no reason. I mean, I'm sure there was a girl attached to it, but now it has no meaning when it comes to that. But it was just angst. It was so much angst, so angsty. But I, I mean, had I w- a different story. I, yeah, I was a, like a kid, so I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, Coldplay. I've been with them for a long time. Teenagers. You know, mid-twenties into my thirties. They've been a band that have stood the test of the time. I put them up with you two and, and just how they've constantly evolved and like they constantly reshaped their music style. They're just solid, man. And you know the reason I, I've had memories and moments with these guys. When I was in New York and I, the iPod first came like, out. <laughs> yeah. The, you remember the iPod? The this, iPod came out like yes. so. There was two distinct artists. It was John Legend, and oh. ordinary people, okay. but also it was you know Coldplay. Really 
life in a beautiful world. Yeah. And I played that like over and over oh and God. over again in Brooklyn. Yeah. Walking is, you know, just people watching. Had my iPod. Oh, this, mo- this song brings back happy memories. I actually, for a friend of mine, I purchased the, like the, the album. Mm. Purchased the album and gave it to a person as I gifted this thing to a friend. I just have a lot of association with, um, you know, Coldplay and just how far they've come. And this song just started all for me. I remember seeing the video to this too, and I'm like, man, who are these guys? And I never thought they were going to be so good. Uh-huh. You know, the scientists. I, I hear the scientists. I don't know. I had to play my song. The scientists. This is my Have you seen song. the video for that? I have not. It's backwards. Everything is in backwards and reverse. It's oh. just. Oh, that's like a. <sighs> there's a group love music video like that. Yeah. It's, this thing. So, scientists, I actually played this song um, on piano. There what? was a lot of the song. Colin, you got a keyboard? <laughs> you, no. I, I wish. I, my talent like doesn't go that far. It's, mm. This is back when I was practicing and playing. But you were <laughs> sorry. You were on a tangent about yellow. I'm sorry. Yeah, yellow was just. It was just the song that these guys weren't trying that hard. I didn't think they were gonna be this big. Mm-hmm. And then you think about all the collaborations with like you know Jay Z. Yeah. You have the collaborations with Kanye. Mm-hmm. You have the collaboration with um, Beyonce. I mean, who haven't they been? Affiliated with, I mean, and he's married to. Someone. He was married to like or was um, Gwen Stefan. Oh, no, no, not Gwen uh, Stefani. Um, another white girl. <laughs> <laughs> she's she played an Iron Man. Oh, uh, uh, Gwen Gwyneth Paltrow. Paltrow. Yes. Gwyneth Paltrow, the beautiful Gwyneth Paltrow. They had a kid. Like Apple's one of their kids. I yeah, just remember. Yeah, that's right. See, I know a lot about these stars. Maybe too much. <laughs> But, um, no, I feel inadequate with all of the knowledge you know about no, artists. And don't feel like the the thing about like Chris Martin is. I a think potty one mouth. Of, I think the one of the reasons. <laughs> well, I don't know much about it, but like I do know like, his songs are very therapeutic for me. They're very yeah. they put me at ease. They just make me feel. They make me feel good. The Coldplay songs mm. have always made me feel good. Okay. He says the right things. Okay. The chord progression in his music too is just like, for me, just like that's the mood of sadness. Mm. All of mm. Coldplay songs to me, they never. I mean, some I, like I guess. That, you don't know for sure. That sadness oh, makes for me, sure. gives me energy. <laughs> is it ready, Corey? Like radio I have a question head? for you, <laughs> please. Are you a sad boy? I'm sad all the time. <laughs> sad. We are all sad. So, so here's the thing. Um, sad songs give me energy. Ready your head. <laughs> so I feel I feel so bad that I did not list Radiohead as one of my. No, I was get, surprised. So you were surprised. I knew. I was. Surprised. I knew you were going to be surprised because we had a whole like afternoon together and we were talking about. Radiohead. And I rattled off. So OK Computer album mm. changed my life. Um, the bins, everything, mm-hmm. all those. Mm-hmm. But at, but at the same time, I'm paying homage to like some of the music that like I've either personally like owned, you know, or 
just had some really really deep moments with yeah and these are when I sit back Coldplay it's just a recognizable voice the music hits you it's just solid yeah for sure if it's me in a bunker and I'm like hey you need to pick an album I'm gonna pick this stuff oh okay wow. yeah I'm gonna pick this stuff ah yeah Coldplay is the song is made this is the song that I would have on repeat for sure this was the song for me mm. and this is this is one of the the greatest values but like I like a rush to a blood to the head um I love X and Y those are these are all albums I own it just gets better and better and better and better. Mm. Yeah. This is a question we ask people regularly on this. Mm-hmm. Do you match music to the mood that you're in? <sighs> you embrace? I would, I, w- I would say yes. And we talked about, I'm a happy person, but sad songs give me energy. So most of the songs... I'm looking for songs with like deep meaning and artists that are very chill. Like Damien Rice is a song, the artist that comes to my mind. Okay. Very sad, somber. Yeah. Okay. Um, hmm. you know, Radiohead. You know. What kind of York. The, you said the uh, energy? What do you mean by this? Energy? Yeah. Mm, sad, like sad songs. They, you know. They can seem to be depressing for some. They're like, oh, this is depressing. I can't listen to it. Ah." Mm, Yeah. And sad songs, I don't know. They give me energy because they make me think and they make, Mm. they, they, I don't know. I get emotionally filled up and I feel like happy um, because it's making me reflect on how things should be and make me think deeper about life. And that's why I say that they give me energy. Hmm. In a sense. Okay. Um, Do you think it's possible that they put into words some things that you were feeling that perhaps absolutely. you couldn't express? And so when when you listen to sad music, it just it gets it all out in the open. And you don't have to really process it yourself. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's it's they're saying it for me. Like they're talking. They're they're so broken up and mean. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. And they're singing about something, and I can relate because I've been, I've been there. You know, I've been with, you know, like, you know, feeling a certain way, loving someone, and then realizing like, oh, this can't work, and, and you know, all ate up about it. And, you know, and you feel like so, so bad. And they're singing. I'm like, okay, yeah, I've been there. And yeah, it's just, yeah. Oh wow, <laughs> this. Now, it's interesting you chose this one. <laughs> okay, now, it's interesting. Nick, it's interesting. This is the song that started it all for me. <laughs> Talking about, like, a mouse, and it's, like, you know, squash the mouse and something about that. Oh, this is the radio head that started it all for me. How in the... Why, why did you choose this song, may I add? Full disclosure... <laughs> Holland texted me to play this song next. <laughs> so she knew something about you. This is okay, this this song introduced me to Radiohead. Mm. I saw that I saw the video and 
Wow. How, what are you feeling right now listening to this song? Um, chills. Wow. This is is probably one of my favorite radio songs. Yeah. And you know, when the first time I heard this, I was like, who is this guy? Who? Who is this? What, what look like? Tom York is such an interesting person in general, too. I would love to meet him and have a conversation. So, I actually checked in the um, the guitars. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe like last year, middle part of last year, and didn't know. He was so humble. Um, mm. I didn't know until later on. I like I had a hunch. I was like, this guy is somebody. <laughs> so I did some research on him. I was like, wow, who is this guy? And um, I found out it was the guitarist for Radiohead. Uh, Johnny Greenwood. I think that I think that's his name. I'm not sure to be exact. But it was it was really really a great experience. What do you mean you check the guitars? So, yeah, I'm so so he, lost. him and his wife, they approached the desk, and they're uh, taking off for Delta? flight. They were, yeah, they were going to LA, oh. going to LA, and it was just he had a bag with a number on it, and I just I was fixed on that number. I was like, why is, why does this guy have a number on his bag? That's kind of odd, right? Yeah. And I said, this number is just driving me nuts. I was like, what does this number mean? And, he, and his response, he's like, well, I try to travel um, with a group. And it's like just an easy way to identify my bag. Hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And, but when I've seen numbers in the past, it's usually with athletes. It's with people. Hmm. And so I knew. And I'm like, man, he's not telling. There's more to the story. And he's, you know, he's not saying anything. Then after he leaves, I, I kind of just like Google on <laughs> Google. Like, who's I'm like Radiohead. <laughs> I, I I if I would have known, that, I would have said thank you for OK Computer. <laughs> it changed my life. Yes. Karma Police and yeah. And better. So you saw him in person. Yeah, it's I saw him in person. Is it is it this guy? No, it's the other guy. Okay, look up the other. It's not Johnny Greenwood. He's the other guy. He's kind of yeah. Oh, this is the number. Okay, so the number basically, if like you're on the baseball team or, uh, yeah, that's him. It is uh, Ed O'Brien. Ed O'Brien with his wife. Um, the number basically it's like let's say if you travel in the band Ed O'Brien would be like number 10 and so all of his pieces that have number 10 he knows that's his name like and like we see people come through all the time like uh, Brandy Carlisle comes through all the time like one time she asked me cause I knew who she was and like she tries to come in there all cog- incognito and she was like can I check in here and I was like and so I just wanted to like mess with her I said <laughs> For you, Brandy Carlisle, anything, and she was just like, <laughs> you could tell her she was like, wow, you recognize, you me. recognize me, yeah. This is the this is yeah. awesome song. I love it. 
I used to know all the words to this song. Yeah. Not anymore. It's amazing how many artists come through you, like, you get a chance to meet and small talk with. And That's awesome. Yeah. Some of my favorites. The only, uh... OK Computer is a solid album. One of the best albums ever. Yeah. The only musician that I've actually, like, met and talked to would be... Uh, Jermaine Clement from Fly the Concords. Ooh. Yeah. Popular name. Like, we, he was on the street (laughs) in New York City. And then, uh, Fabian was actually the one that. Oh, this sounds familiar. I (laughs) feel like I saw this on Instagram or something. Yeah. Yeah. Fabian, like, noticed, he was, like, standing right behind us. And Fabian's (laughs) like, uh, the guy from Fly the Concords is right behind (laughs) us. And Fabian, and I was like, whatever, Fabian turned around and i was like oh my gosh that is jimmy <laughs> 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 and uh oh, and man. my hand in my pocket reaching for my phone and ali like we started across the street and he was right behind us and ali like nudged me and said don't ask for a photo and wow. i don't think all as class ali didn't know how much jermaine clement meant to me growing up just like how much he inspired me with just like comedy and sketches and stuff so i was like I, there's no way i'm not going to ask him for a photo and so i turned around and was like i am so sorry but i i love your work and all this stuff did you get the picture did you get the picture oh i have the picture i want to see the picture so funny story as you dig up that picture yeah i uh beck is traveling through SeaTac at one at one point and and I noticed I recognized him I was like so I have a freak out session a freak out moment I was like it's back you know <gasps> no it's way. back oh my god! it's gosh. back from the 90s that's crazy like, wow this is weird and so I no, none of my coworkers know anybody they, they're like Corey you know everyone you know everyone and I was like ah it's just because I listen to a lot of music and uh, then I told them I was like that's back he's like a star from the 90s and one of my coworkers like going to go over there I was like no, I yes. was like, I was like, no, don't mess with him. And and like, <laughs> I as he was leaving the desk, I could like he like waved at me, he was like, as a kind of like gesture, like thank you for like, <laughs> thank you for your service. You know, I mean, I was just like, I'm here for you, Beck. Yo, I'm here for you. yeah, you you're a crazy Scientologist, but still mad respect. <laughs> <laughs> His father's actually, but you know what? His father's actually into Scientology. He's not. He's not into. No, he's I like he he's was. very. At, you know, he's very adamant about that. Oh, where is this picture? <gasps> like. Here it is. Here it is, Corey. After you take a picture. So uh, I introduced myself to Jermaine and Fabian came over and introduced herself and then we both geeked out I on him. I shook his hand. You did? Yeah. Oh, wow. Cause okay. Because I came over after a second and you were like, this is my wife. And then you shook my hand. He's like, oh, nice to meet you. That's him. Yeah, that's him. Oh, wow. I've heard his, I've heard his stuff. He is. He was super nice. I mean, he smiled in the photo, which was really nice that's of him. That's cool. Um, how that's a rare find just a he was just out and about like that just chilling I mean, I mean we saw a couple of celebrities we saw Olivia Cook from uh, she's in a lot of movies but she the biggest movie I guess would be Ready Player One the girl in that movie wow. me or on the dying I girl I didn't finish Ready Player One oh, yeah, yeah. Ready yeah. Player One I was on a plane uh, it was a long flight and it was moving around you know it's like one of those things and the, the yeah. camera was moving around I was like it's a fast movie I'm gonna be sick so I, I cut it off. <laughs> I went to sleep. I was like, yeah. over it. 
Uh, we also saw, uh, what's her name? Or Mariah and I saw her. Uh, Zoe Kravitz. What? Yeah. What you saw? Okay, I would have lost my mind. I She passed me, and I was like, that girl, it looks so familiar. She's yeah, so she looks familiar pretty. She's <gasps> Zoe Kravitz. I was like, that was Zoe Kravitz. No, there's no way that was Zoe Kravitz. And then Mariah comes running up. That was Zoe Kravitz. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, I thought she was. Yeah, she's been everywhere. Yeah. X-Men, you know, take, yeah. a pick, take a movie. It's funny how, like, I don't know. Not a lot of people recognize celebrities, but whatever. We also saw Post Malone. You know what? On Jimmy Fallon. On Jimmy Fallon. Post Malone. Yeah, a friend of mine's uh, witness to him. Oh, really? Yeah, nice. my best friend's wife was on like a metro shift and uh, she actually met him and then gave him a contact card. Oh, cool. Yeah. He's pretty chill. I'm, yeah. I could see him coming to the truth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could feel that. Growing up... What was the type of music that your parents listened to? Uh, that's a great question. So growing up, my parents, I think I can combine, I could loop both parents into this uh, style. Uh, like Motown, Motown, more like um, old school R&B. My father, a couple of songs that he, like there's one song that he would commonly sing around the house. Sunshine, blue skies, please go away. My girl didn't wake up and left me, and she's gone away with her, with my future. So basically, that's um, the Temptations. And uh, like David Ruffin is probably one of my favorite lead vocalists of all time. And so it was like like Motown, basically a lot of like old school R&B. So I remember a lot of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, if you had to define your sound, mm-hmm. what would you say it is? A sound otherworldly. Um, <laughs> my sound. Hmm. It's it's combination of a lot of things. Uh, I think soul. Um, pop country oh what (laughs) we have to come back to that (laughs) and yeah alternative you didn't didn't pick any country songs so you know what it's it that's a you know that's the thing that i was kind of you know going back and forth on because i originally had a country song selected and that was rascal flats these days whoa that is very hey, country baby is that you wow your hair got so long yeah i mean you you don't really sing it like it's a country song at least that's not what i'm picturing it yeah. <laughs> i love i love country music a lot and that's probably indicative of me being in the country and living for so long in the country um but a lot of things that i sing i think I, country music is really good for me that's that's the music that really speaks to my soul and it like the artistry is good and also the lyrics are good and the writing is really spectacular. So uh there's like a stigma with Holland and I. Yeah. She's enjoying the kittens right now, but I'm sorry, I just kissed one, one of them kitten on the forehead not and then one, he 
<laughs> One kid in his sleep. And then he. Oh, put yeah, his he head back. back. Which one was it? The black one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like this. <laughs> oh, I love that. Wow, that is. Isn't that so cute? <laughs> that no. is the, that's the funniest thing. <laughs> it's okay. That it's okay. Like that's, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Uh, so Holland and I have a stigma against country music these past couple episodes. We have not been fully. We haven't been converted yet. Committed, yeah. Converted. Committed or converted into listening to them. Committed into. <laughs> Maybe committed it's not the into right listening song. to them outside of the podcast. Maybe it's not the right song. We've had a couple people mention country music. Yes, there was a girl who. Camille suggested Casey Musgraves. And then she's Savannah. really good. Casey Musgraves is, yeah, she, I like Casey Musgraves. Okay. She, she was on the MTV Music Awards a while back and she's mm-hmm. had a song about family and about, yeah, I, I she's really good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I have to get over this uh, hurdle. It's not, it's not like, so country has come a long way. It's not the old school country that I'm kind yeah. of in love with. It's more new, new wave of country. Mm-hmm. It's the Dan and Shay. It's the um, it's the Darius Rucker. It's the Miranda Lamberts. It's the Luke, you know, Bryant's. These are all just going way the, over the, my head. These are <laughs> Lady Antebellum. These are the okay. New, I know her. These. Well, it's a group. It's a boy and a girl oh. and, and a guy. So, like, they're related. But it's, these are the new guys. These mm-hmm. are the new age country artists that are coming out. Mm-hmm. And, and they're really good. I do have, I do like that song. That It's a quarter. Oh, that's Lady Antebellum. Yeah. Yeah. Is it quarter after one? Um, I'm not sure what the quarter after four, five. That's that's the one. Okay, we have to look up the lyrics. Okay, Okay. what does everyone say it is? I think it's one. I'm gonna say. I think it's. It's probably one. No, I'm second. You said four. I I did say four. For some reason, four sounded right to me, but logically, the more I think about it, I'm like, nah, it can't be four. What's the song called? Mm. It's a maybe I need you now. <laughs> yeah, it's after one. Is it? You just looked it. Oh, I know my country. <laughs> country Good. boy. Yeah, I you, love you. you can have that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Do you have a country song you'd like to play? To what is one that you'd be like, this is a banger, this one slaps. Oh, Dirt. Dirt from uh, Florida Georgia Line. Florida Georgia Line. Hey, home. You and I have to listen. Okay, I'm paying attention. These guys are new age. You get your hands in it, plant your roots in it. Dusty headlight dance with your boots in it. Tires on it. 
It's just because I've been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least she's honest. That song is literally about dirt. It's just you know, no. Just it's, it's not dirt. about. Uh, it's about uh, establishing things you love into dirt. Thank you. Uh, okay, uh, but also right. I wasn't. I don't like the twang. Oh, the twang. You know, it's 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 just Here's the thing. I have to be in a specific mood for it. Yeah. It grows it grows up like the most of the so it's interesting the most of the the um I wanna 100.7 is the country station here and that's the majority of the time I listen to that station. Mm-hmm. I actually listen to that station on the way over. Mm-hmm. And it's I know it's I'm all over the place. I I'm a fan of music. Mm-hmm. And dirt it has a lot I think when you're from the country you have a like a rapport with the country music because it speaks to you and yeah. it's 
like dirt roads and stuff. Yeah, a lot of that stuff it means a lot to me because like I lived on a dirt road for like my entire yeah. life. It's I drove ground down music. a dirt road my entire existence of yeah. being here. It wasn't until Seattle where I didn't see a dirt road, but um, it just feels good to me. Like country music is really it just and just to say that one time i was at a little talent show um i was went to my aunt's picnic picnic and it was a little girl um we had a little like contest and for 50 dollars, whoever won this little karaoke contest you know you get 50 dollars. and so there's a little girl singing star spangled banner okay mm. little cute little girl singing star spangled Banner. you know you know that is like a winner like for most people they're gonna pick this little girl she was like seven or eight right mm-hmm. i sang faith hill um breathe um it was a country art like a song and i won the 50 dollars yeah man. yeah i was in my 20s and like i won that 50 dollars and i was like so I have a lot of respect for country. Where was you know, this? it made money for me. That was in Virginia. It it was at Clockner, like the company picnic. For oh, my aunt worked for Clockner. Okay. Eventually, they like went to Mexico. Mm-hmm. She was working for Technicolor. Okay. And they eventually sold um, out in the U.S. and, and moved to Mexico. Oh, wow. oh, cool, right? Cool. Isn't that something? For some reason, I was picturing it as a as a school talent show, <laughs> and then you said you were in your twenties. Yeah, this is legit, man. I'm like a beat out a little girl singing the Star Spangled Banner. Competing against a little girl. A little girl. Like, you know, a little kindergartner, and she's she's just trying her best. And then Corey comes in here with Faith Hill. Faith Hill, just breathe. (laughs) Took it. $50. Oh, man. Done. Well, Corey, I don't know. I love what you have to say about it. You haven't fully convinced me. I, especially with that song specifically. I'm sorry. But that was a personal song for you. Yeah, yeah. I like Dirt. It's been on my mind yeah. lately. You know, I feel like the more we listen to, the more we'll... <laughs> We're breaking. Eventually tolerate it. <laughs> yeah. We tolerate and then we break down yeah. our existing opinions. Yes. And then we will start to like it. Yeah, break that threshold that we so have. I think the more people that bring up country music, yeah. the better chance... There is that. Uh, yeah. We're going to like it eventually. True. Slash, maybe. You know, maybe when we go to Canada for yes. Slash's episode. Yes, yeah. he's a country boy. A uh, country boy. boy. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got jokes. I love hey, it. Hey, hey. Uh, Corey, thanks for coming on and talking about your songs. Would you, Thank you. please close us out with a Corey song? Is that, is that possible? One more. One more song. One more. Do you have one more song that you Encore. can... Encore. One more. Hmm. Uh, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm also putting you on the spot. <laughs> yeah, just think about it for a second. We can edit this part out. Just yeah. Think about it. You don't have to. Do you want me to do a freestyle? You know, like oh. a freestyle? Oh, yes, do a freestyle. Amazing. Freestyle. Okay. Freestyle. This is Corey Thurston with a freestyle. This is an exclusive... Actually. Exclusive. Yes. Never been seen before. Uh, so I'm going to fade out of this. Uh, Never been done before. Yes. Completely 
Original. <laughs> Original. Oh. I gotta give me some time to kind of tinker. A little oh bit. yes, okay. uh, let me. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna mic you, the the guitar and your voice. Okay, take okay. this. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I'm gonna go to the bathroom really quick. Yes. I need to too. Is there time for me to do that too? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Hey. To close it out, this is Corey Thurston with an original. I know this lyric may be simple, but it's in-depth. I know I don't want to overstep. Appreciative of the gratitude from Nick and Holland. I'm happy to be here to express. I don't want to be a, a downer. I only want to impress. I don't want you to have any stress Cause I come here for the part I'm a wanting to be a part of this festivities I don't wanna be I got kittens rolling around by my feet I'm trying to be old, polite in the street uh, I don't want these cats to be loose Oh, they're giving me motivation, they're giving me juice I don't want to be a hothead I want to be funning instead But I, I know it's getting late I know I don't want to be great I know you've had better freestyles that you heard before I know that my favorite number is number four I know you probably never heard of this before I know that I could never be a bore, but I just want to let you know that I'm thankful. <laughs>